Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. Uh, we love to do fitness and these are my friends. I have the normal person, cat with me tonight. Uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, normal. Well, not really normal, but uh, she's one of that. the regulars. Uh, uh, Charlie is going to be popping in anytime now. He's just having some connection issues. And then we have a special guest tonight. One of our loyal listeners, uh, Diane Stone. Welcome, Diane. Thank you very much. And just so our listeners know who you are, you are quite the athlete. I try to be. Yeah. So <laughs> since 2015, you have finished in the top 200 in your age group every year. Yes. Yep. And here uh, comes Mr. Odie now. So let me get him in here. He must have got his connection issues worked out. Hey, Charlie. So we are introducing uh, Diane to the, to the audience, Diane Stone. And so, yeah, you finished in the top 200 in your age group every year since 2015. Yes. Yep. She's a badass. And, and Diane and I did our level two together in Morristown. That's how we met. Yep. Four years ago. Yep. And, and where do you coach? I coach at South Madison CrossFit in Madison, Connecticut. Uh, we are a sister gym of uh, Brantford CrossFit. And uh, so it, they, it's, it's, it's great. So we have two gyms to go to. I really just coach at one, but uh, yeah, it's great. And in 2018, you, you won a major competition. I did. I won the Granite Games. Um, it was it was a great, great weekend. Great weekend. And I know Kat volunteers there sometimes. Uh, I so did. I was one year late for you, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think you got to be my judge in 2019, no. but you did. I did see you. Yeah, we saw each other. So we're excited to have you, Diane, and uh, you. for you to jump in on the conversation tonight about everything going on around the CrossFit world, and we apparently lost Charlie again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just ignore okay. him. He comes in, he comes out, it's fine. Uh, so I'm going to save the first agenda item until he's in, because he is part of the nutrition challenge, uh, and I want his input there. Good, good, because I'm about to change my macros, so we can talk about that when we get there. Okay. Looking so forward let's, to it. Uh, and he's back already. So let's, <laughs> let's start with the PFAA. 
Uh, that was announced, I think, right as we got off the air again last week. Uh, that seems to happen every week uh, with our Wednesday night recording. Uh, the PFAA, uh, the Professional Fitness Professional Fitness Athletes Association. Uh, it is not a union, but a an organization uh, that was put in place to make sure that uh, there were safety um, minimums and all kind of sanctionals and competitions around CrossFit. Uh, that they would have a, a one voice uh, as part of the plan for any type of competition or competitive season. Uh, any thoughts in, about that? So I've listened to a couple other podcasts' reactions to it. I think Armin did something. Tommy and Sean did something. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all sort of pans out. I mean, I think some people think like, well, it's about time, you know, that athletes had some kind of a collective, if you will, to, to help represent them. I just, I'm not sure the sport is there yet. And I, I don't know if it's like putting the cart before the horse, but um, either way, I think it's the direction that the sport needs to head in and probably will. Um, so I'm not sure like how much efficacy it's gonna have in the very beginning, but setting up now, I guess, can't hurt. Um, and I think it gives the athletes sort of a sense of solidarity, um, especially in light of, you know, recent events with CrossFit and things like that. So, you know, it can't be bad, um, I don't think. And, um, you know, we'll see sort of more to come and we'll see what happens. I think it can play an important role uh, as they're developing what the new season is gonna look like. Uh, to get if, the athlete's opinion of what that what that format and what that shape should be when they develop whatever it is that's going to come out of all of this mess we've been through this year, um, I think that's really important uh, to at least have their input. That's, a, that's assuming that CrossFit recognizes it, right? Like, I don't – that was interesting to me when they said, like, oh, they're going to be part of, like, creating the plan for the thing and – you know, I know people were upset because there wasn't a rule book, you know, in the last two seasons, sort of before the season happened. And I, I like where it's going, like I said, but I don't know that CrossFit is necessarily going to be like, oh, okay, well, now we're going to take into consideration what these folks want. I mean, is that like a foregone conclusion or? Well, I have think to they like have power as a unified it? voice. Yeah. Because if they don't like what's happening, they can withdraw. Yeah, I just don't know how much of an impact they're going to have in creating or designing the season necessarily. They, I think at this point, they'll probably have the ability to collectively react to it. But I don't know that CrossFit's going to like bring them in before, you know, as they plan. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think we can get into that in another subject down the line. I think they already have. Okay. Um, because I do think that they showed kind of a unified voice through this year and the mess that's happened um, by actually having that formal now uh, with goals and um, like a mission, it just makes it more solidified. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about the, uh, it may be premature, but it's better to do it now than to wait until it's too late. Right. You know, it's easy to start the ball rolling, and if it doesn't work, it stops. But if the ball needed to start rolling a while ago, you know, 
it, they could, it could be just too far down, too big, too big of a snowball to worry about. Yeah. So with this, let's, let's roll to what's happening today. Uh, and there's a summit. Uh, it is the Future of CrossFit Summit in Boulder, Colorado. And they did invite top athletes. They invited, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, sanctional directors. Uh, directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loud and Live is going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. People like that to talk about what the upcoming game season is to look like. Um, oh, is that, not, what the, is that what the purpose of that summit was? It is. Got it. I thought it was like an affiliate summit or something. I read that wrong. So I know, I know like Dave Castro is there. Um, okay. It is in Eric Rose's hometown. And they did invite top athletes and uh, coaches, uh, like we said, sanctional directors, things like that, to discuss what the format should look like next year. That's awesome. Then, yeah, I misinterpreted the purpose of that. That's great. So it does sound like you're right that they're – you know, moving forward, at least with the, the option to hear other opinions and not just doing it in a vacuum like they usually do, which is great. Right. New owner, new way of doing things. Yeah. I love it. That's promising. And it's a great first step for him to show that he's going to be, he's going to listen to all perspectives. Yeah. I mean, we won't truly know that till we see the plan. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Optics are better than nothing, right? Right. (laughs) For now. Let's be honest. CrossFit is in a PR crunch right now. Yeah. Uh, They are, they have to get ahead of this PR thing that, and rectify things that have just gone on. And and so optics are everything. Exactly. Well, now that Charlie's uh, internet looks like to be more stable. Let's, let's get into the uh, nutrition challenge. And our training week. Yeah. Uh, how's everybody's training week going? Okay. Training Mine. is solid. Yeah. Mine's going great. So Diane, as is, is, is a competitive athlete, like it, how are you training now? Because you're used to training for like seasons or events. Mm-hmm. And now that we haven't had any of those for a very long time, what does your training week look like now? Uh, well, I had uh, – I ended up having to have some emergency surgery in March. Um, I had a tumor removed from my spine. So right now I am very limited on my training. Uh, I am now back to uh, doing a very modified CrossFit workout. And then I swim uh, about 12 to 1500 yards a day. Um, But uh, yeah, so my, my year is a little different. This actually with what happened with me, this is actually a, was pretty good timing with everything that yeah. went on. So I'm going to look towards getting back to, uh, I was supposed to go to the national weightlifting championships for in uh, April, which got postponed, but I would not have been able to go as it was. Um, and hopefully what will happen now is that I can just finish up this year, um, getting myself back to uh, nor- as normal as normal will be for me and then start over. So I'm not sure my crossfitting competition life will come back. Um, there are a few movements I will never be able to do again, wall balls and back squats. Um, yeah, cause the fusion is in my C-spine and so that can't put a bar on my back. Um, and then the, the head up throwing a ball up will not be good. Um, so 
my shift is now probably going to go towards weightlifting. Um, awesome. And, uh, you know, doing, so that's my story right now. Well, I, th- that we learned a lot in that short little <laughs> answer there. Yeah. Yeah. So can't pick up much with a numb ham. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we, and we talked about, about last, we talked about last spring too, how like, I think we kept caught up with one another to see if we we're going to see each other at Granite Games. And that's when, that's when you told me, you know, what you were going through and what, we, what you were doing. So yeah. I also think, you know, at, at our advanced age, I think that the weightlifting track is a lot more promising. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot of fun and, um, you know, it's very technically, technically focused and, uh, and you can have a lot of success, you know, as an older athlete, I think more so in the weightlifting realm, um, save some injury, you know, save some some wear and tear on the body than you can with CrossFit. Just yeah, seems to yeah. Be the thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I just, it's just a matter, you know, life, life uh, t- throws you some curveballs, and you just got to move with it. And this was one of them. And you know, do the best that I can. Yeah, it, the timing worked out great in terms of you know you having to deal with it when you did. So yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss my, anything. <laughs> no, I didn't miss anything. The one thing that I like looking at going to a weightlifting meet, which is three days. Um, mm. Sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Uh, a CrossFit competition like the Granite Games or the CrossFit Games, three days of working out, going to a weightlifting meet, it's six lifts. So spending right. the money to travel to lift a bar six times. It's like, hmm, but <laughs> it's very like, exhilarating though. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, completely, completely. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Cool. So my training though is going well. So thank you for asking. <laughs> Great. And you too? Yeah. I mean, I, like I told you guys, I started, um, I started doing uh, some functional bodybuilding stuff. Um, just to try it out, something different. Um, just so you could look clients. buffer on the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all for looks. Uh, not you know, since all the competitions are canceled this year anyway, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's been going fine. Um, I've had a couple friends join me in the morning, and, and on the days when I don't have a partner, it's been a lot easier for me to do these workouts by myself than doing like you know Grace or Fran or some of those sort of traditional CrossFit workouts that, that for me in my head are so daunting that I can't, unless I have somebody going head to head with me, it's really, they're really hard for me to do. Um, so yeah. this is a lot of tempo work. It's, it's great. My body feels good. And, uh, you know, I just got to get my, got to get my macros down. I was, I said, Charlie, I might change my macros tomorrow. Just, I'm letting everybody know now. Hey, it's on the record. <laughs> I might change them. It's on the record. So we'll see what happens. Just but sleep so ahead of time. Yeah, I have to let you know ahead of time. I'll I will report back to you later as, if I decide to do that. Yeah, my uh, since I've been hitting my macros, as you will see on the uh, our little score sheet, um, I've actually felt better during my workouts, I'm recovering a little bit better. So it, there is something to you know eating the the right amount. Yeah, sleeping sure. enough for something to that, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll see if that still works. Yeah. So I've been, I've been killing the macros. I had a couple off days, um, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, the workout stuff, you know, I've been working out in my garage through this whole quarantine and, and then um, 
went into the gym on Saturday, there, there is definitely an intensity level difference uh, working out with yeah. your boys and working out in your garage. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm now committed as long as the governor keeps the gyms open um, to get into the gym three times a week and then do the rest of my week in the garage. Um, so last night I went and did the workout at the, the gym. Again, the intensity level, as much as I want to say I'm not competitive anymore, when you see that person right on your tail, like you yeah, just can't help it. Like, I don't want him to catch me. So I'm going to do a big set of this so that he is behind me. And then, you know, and then, so yeah, so it's been good. Um, macros, I thought I had it figured out. And then the beginning of this week, I was, I got my fats out of whack somehow. And I was a little bit over on the fats, but I think I got that dialed back in. And I think last night I hit perfect. And it looks like tonight's going to be another perfect day of, of macros. You guys are killing it. I, uh, I was perfect yesterday until I sat down at the end of the night to like redo everything and realized that I like had a thing of yogurt that I totally forgot about. I was like, oh, that man. And it took me like 30 macros off. So it went from like 10 points to no points. I was so bummed. So attention to detail. I got to remember that. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I'll talk about last weekend real quick. So <laughs> it's a good thing we started this whole thing because uh, I got a call that CrossFit wanted to uh, do a journal story on me. Um, so a little mini documentary and uh, they came to the gym Saturday morning and I had a bunch of my boys there uh, to work out with me and my wife and we, we got after it. And it was 18.1, uh, which was Perfect. toes to bar, uh, dumbbell row. clean and jerks, and row. Yep. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. The intensity upping, like I was out of breath pretty quick. But then when you have a camera in your face, you can't stop. Yeah. So it was really intense. Um, so we did that. And then we came back to the house and went through from gosh, 12.30 to a little after five, uh, the camera was on in my house, uh, showing meal prep, showing, uh, interviewing me pretty intensely, interviewing my wife, and uh, walking around the house a little bit, looking at some stuff, looking at the podcast center. Um, and then he actually filmed uh, the podcast we released on Monday, the Green Beret Project, uh, he filmed me doing it uh, from this perspective. And then Sunday, we did a whole bunch more. <laughs> went back to the gym, uh, did the first workout I ever did when I went to a CrossFit gym at 500 pounds, uh, which was a version of Murph. Uh, so we redid that in, in the exact same style I did it that first day. And you think, well, that's really easy, but when you do it slow and controlled, oh my goodness, it caught up really fast. And then they wanted me to throw a barbell around a little bit to film some of that because we hadn't done that all weekend. Um, and a couple more little interview pieces, but really excited. Um, it has wiped me out for this week. Um, I am so exhausted after that weekend because uh, it was up pretty early and uh, didn't sleep well 
with the nerves going on with the whole thing. And now it's just a waiting game to see when they decide to release it. Very cool. I can't wait. And we don't, we don't know a release date. So it, and I've talked to a friend who had one of these done. They don't, they never told her. It just, she was sitting on her couch one night and her phone blew up. <laughs> so cool. Can't wait. And that's how she found out. So, uh, be good. it was a lot of fun. I was very honored to do that. Uh, but it was very emotional to go back down that, that journey again. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see it. So what else do we got here? We have, don't forget, we've got merch out there. Hmm. Still doing the stickers. See, I got them on my uh, water bottle there. This guy right here? That guy right there. You got them from your wife? No. Oh. These are the ones you oh. gave me. Oh, oh, never mind. I didn't get mine yet. I was going to show you mine, but I don't have mine. <laughs> I said snail mail, snail ago. mail, Columbus, Ohio to Wilmington, Delaware. I gotcha. It's all right. Uh, so if you want one of those stickers free of charge, just send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, I will put my address in the, in the description again this week. And uh, I'll send you out a couple. And again, if you're one of the first 25, I'll even send you a retro sticker uh, to our first logo and a magnet. Retro. I thought you were going to pull. Oh, there it is. There it is. Retro sticker. Love it. Yeah, you're missing a key key component on there. but One of them has your hand in it. It doesn't have this one, though. <laughs> I'll have to show you that later, Kat. <laughs> so we also, I think, we have coffee cups still available. Uh, if you go to my Instagram in the link tree, you can order, go to my store, and you can order coffee cups there with a cool retro logo or the logo you saw Charlie put up. And then I think they're going to let me move the hats over uh, nice. for release at, by the end of this week. So those will become available. And I have shirts designed. It's just with COVID, they are not letting me move it to the store for mass production until they get caught up on some stuff. So as soon as that becomes available, I will move those over as well. And in the shirts, we have long sleeve, uh, regular unisex tees, um, muscle tanks and racerback tanks. So all of it available Love it. for the low, 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 low. <laughs> Join the movement. <laughs> so uh, the scholarship program kicked off last weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. And Dave Castro donned the red shirt for the first time in years. Uh, traveled to Atlanta, and I think they said they had seven young men uh, take mm -hmm. part in the first uh, scholarship L1. And if you want to, if if you want to put a smile on your face, watch Chuck Carswell work with these kids. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's amazing. Great. Again, I've said it on this podcast before. That is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Is Chuck Carswell? Uh, every time I've had to work with him, it has been a joy to work with that man. He just, there's something about him that exudes from him that is just pure joy. And uh, it, it showed when he worked with those young men in Atlanta. Did you see him like doing, a, doing his football moves? I did. Young man. Yeah, that was cool. Pretty impressive. Yep. 
uh, he was getting off on those on those young men. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what what's that look, Charlie? Oh, nothing. You're questioning Chuck's ability. Listen, I'm not here to challenge Chuck. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, any place, buddy. Love it. Yeah. Okay. He First, you need to beat your wife in basketball. Then he you can start talking that's, that way. That's light work. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it was a really cool thing and, and the, the mentorship that's going to come out of that, uh, and hopefully, uh, it becomes a success and we can see it across the country. Uh, cause I think that is a great first step, uh, in moving toward uh, a more diverse, uh, CrossFit coaching staff, coaching staff across the country. So, yeah. Love it. so speaking of Mr. Castro, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but he did an Instagram live yesterday. He was, uh, he did his little workout at the ranch. I think it was 400 meter runs and air squats, five rounds of, and it was 400 meter runs and 30 air squats, five rounds. Uh, he was getting ready to go to the summit and he was just was answering questions as people were throwing in them at them. And he made a statement that he doesn't think Matt Frazier is going to win the games this year. Well, that's because that, there's not going to be a games this year. That's probably why he said that. Yes. Fair statement. His, his reasoning was that he has gotten soft and because of his fame and he, and this will, and this year's games, the way they will be held will push him outside of his box and he won't be able to handle it. So I ask Damn. all of you, is that Dave just poking the bear or do you think he really feels that way? 100%. Which he, one? He's, he has a, he's poking the bear. Or he would have named it's, anything. It's probably both. I mean, if he knows what the test is, right? I mean, Dave knows what the test is. Nobody else does. And he knows Matt's strengths and weaknesses, if he's got any weaknesses. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe he knows something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, you know, he likes, he likes to poke the bear for sure. Maybe he's like, Gerard come back. Right. It makes for a good story and we're talking about it. So, so, so let me ask you this. You, we have two, we have a four time champion coming in and a three time champion coming in. Do you think they both defend this year? Either, neither, or both. Both. I don't see anyone beating Tia. But you think both will defend? Yes. I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they are both going to win again this year, only because of the venue and the format of the games. However, if they can't have an international field because of travel and everything else, I think they have an advantage. Like I think some of their best competitors are people from outside the US. And if those people are unable to come, then I don't think you know, they're gonna get pushed. But because the events are so unknown and could be so different than what we've seen at the traditional CrossFit games, maybe. Diane? I think that yeah, he just poked the bear. I think Matt 
it's just been issued a like on alert and he is going to go full send training <laughs> between now and then if he hasn't already been going full send yeah um yeah and with uh, tia she's got it in the bag unless unless there is some way sarah could potentially be here and 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 challenge her but i think that's the only female maybe holta but i yeah no i think i think they're in that's my opinion so i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go either out. just to be contrary <laughs> I, I am gonna go either one one of them is not going to uh repeat, repeat. one the the risk of injury on a non it's not a traditional competition floor, yeah. right? You're, yeah. you're, I just think that the risk of injury is, is too great. Um, so I think if a fluke injury could happen and one of them doesn't win. Um, Don't say you know, that. Well, it's just, it's part of sports. <sighs> it's, I'm not saying like a bad there. injury, but, <laughs> but injuries happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, Matt fell off the cargo net two years ago. That could yeah. have put him out. He's easily for won. the rest of the games he's still yeah. won when they did the trail run the last time at aromas and they have to run down through that gully and run down i mean that was an accident waiting to happen for someone yeah. didn't seem didn't seem to take anyone down in the beginning but or you know nobody that was right sam dancer got injured on the run um, yeah, still, okay. still deadlifted a house. Right. right, after that. <laughs> right. It didn't matter. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> two houses. <laughs> um, so I just, I, and it's, it's going to be a weird test. And for Matt Frazier, he's used to Sammy preparing every meal. We don't know if he's going to have access to Sammy. Right. That's what I mean. It's going to be right. so you, you different than from what everybody's used to. That I don't like. I don't. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the two of them have it in the bag. I really don't. I think there's too many. Too many unknowns. Are you going to have your massage therapist? Are you going to have your chiropractor? Are you going to have no? no it's it's so. a whole different ball game this year. That's what I mean. Yeah, so I'm going either about, one will win, one will lose. You're talking about a guy who worked out in his parents' basement. That was about seven feet tall. Well, he's only ceiling. four feet tall. Right, but still. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's used to roughing it as you would. True. Yeah, I mean, he's With a Vermont parents boy. is not roughing yeah. it. It was when I became an adult that it got way rougher. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, um, I, I, hope, I hope we get to find out. Me too. Me too, because yep. what's happening right now with everybody reeling it back in, it's quite sketchy. So... You guys know what happened on Monday? Uh, I mean, I mean that's... about this show? Are you talking about this show? This show. Oh, yay. This show. Monday was our 50th episode. Who well, would have thought November 1st of 2019 that we would have 50 episodes in the books already? Yep. Can I make a caveat to that? What's the caveat? I don't, that, I don't know that I want to count the first three to four episodes. <laughs> hey, you got to start not, somewhere. You got to start. They 
worst. Yeah, episode one, we don't even have out there anymore <laughs> because the Odie children participated so much in episode one was, that we just kind of scrapped it. It was quite the That's show, great. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, well, high it, five to the, for the 50th. Yeah, right? Very cool. High five, everyone. Uh, gotcha. So any, any favorite memories? Mm. Yeah. Um, so my Kat, favorite you started as a listener. I know. Yes. Then I started a as a listener. Then I was a guest. Then I was and, an interviewer. And now you're, you're a full And I can't member. get rid of me. Yeah. Now you're a friend. Um, I'm a friend. Official. So BC, before Kat, um, I'd have to say Larry Moss was my favorite interview. Okay. Random, right? But yeah. I just, I liked his story and he's, you know, I've met him several times, um, you know, on the judges circuit and uh, he just seems like a great guy. So that's my, that's my favorite BC interview. I think my favorite was probably Jeff Goebel. Um, mm. I just think, you know, I think what, what did Amy said, she was gonna, when she nominates me for a Grammy, we're going to send that one in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but that was, that was just a really rewarding one to do. And he has a great story. And then of course, I think Adam's story was amazing. I think for me, because I've known Adam for so long, it, it doesn't hit me quite as hard as it's, it should hit everybody else because I've just known bits and pieces of his past anyway for years. But, um, but I would say those two, for sure, my favorites. Check them out. As a listener, you, you kind of have a perspective different. Yeah, Adams today, just that one was like, oh my, that was amazing. Um, Bill Grunler, oh my God. I was driving home from Vermont and I just was like, it was amazing. And for, I, I did have the video on listening. Um, but I mean, he is amazing. Amazing. Um, he's a cool, he's a cool dude too. Just, oh yeah. And he just kept giving, giving more and giving more and giving more. And, uh, and then I have to say, I, I loved Emma Carey. Yeah. I mean, what a poised teen and amazing and i watched her compete at the granite games the last time you know last year and yeah, in the elite division in the elite division <laughs> and i'm like are you kidding me and she's yeah. just she's no bigger than a minute and i'm like she's tiny yeah i was like oh my god um uh, dave lipson and camille mm. so yeah. yeah i mean each one is just becoming is became, has become more stunning than the next so yeah well, we should remind people that our 50th episode is with adam kramer um former felon current crossfit coach um working with inner city youth um so it's very timely and sort of in vogue right now with everything that's going on in the world you know the, what he's helping yeah. and his story about turning up turning his life around is just insane so that released on monday and, and it's, a it it. it's a great one really to share it's a great one to share with family and friends because it that we talk about crossfit for about 60 seconds in that hour yeah. 
it is more about life um, and definitely worth a share with everyone. And it is timely. It's not just in vogue, it is timely. And it's yeah. something that we need to hear uh, throughout there. So Charlie, any favorites for you? Uh, I like the uh, Chief Keith one that we did way early. I'd love to get him back on now that we're a little, our teeth are cut a little bit more than because it was just you and I there that day. But uh, um, Hebner, I just love Hebner. So that's, yeah. so that's one. Uh, and then really some of the ones that we just won't hear, just kind of chatting it up are always great to me too. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, when I started this thing, I, if you would have told me we would have had these people on, I, I, I would have called you a liar. There's no way. Um, but I have to give a shout out to Saxon and Christy yeah. uh, because they gave us a shot yeah. when we were less than 10 episodes yeah. and didn't, nobody knew us from Adam. Yeah, Christy and, and Patrick. Were. Christy and Patrick. That was that was the interview that kind of said, okay, I can do this and we can have fun with this. Yeah. And that was awesome that you guys had both of them on too. You know, that was, that was a good one. Well, and it told me that we could be different and it would still be well-received. Yeah. You know, cause most of the time you hear Christy talk, but you never hear her husband and mm -hmm. he was just as much a part of her story as yeah. she was. And she wanted, she wanted him on and it was just great. I, I love that, that interview. And that's, that's like episode nine, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah early on. Yeah. One day we'll, we'll put the bloopers out on what actually happened during that. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> what, a, what a fiasco. Yeah, those first 10, it was, <laughs> so the first 10, we, we, I forgot my memory card for my digital recorder with the Hermos uh, and O'Connell's. Um, I had my battery ran out with Ben Smith four minutes into the interview. Like we were, we were a disaster in that first 10 episodes. <laughs> The, the Saxon one, we were worked out first and killed ourselves. And, and my, my hand was shaking. My arm was literally shaking because I was so whooped from the workout trying to hold the microphone to talk to him. My microphone didn't work. That's true. Right. Amy and I had to share one. Yeah, we couldn't social distance back we then. We were not social distance. Oh, remember uh, when Amy and I recorded my interview with Amy and we had to re-record the whole beginning? Yeah, because I displaced Somebody's it mic wasn't on or something and we're like, oh my God. And that was, that was my first interview, right? Was it Amy? Yeah. 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 So I was a nervous wreck anyway. And then when Scott was like, you know, we were texting back and forth like, oh, we lost the audio. Oh, we'll just re-record it. I'm like, no, like seriously, I said like, do you have a script of it? And I'm just gonna like talk the exact same words and you're gonna like dub it in. You're like, no, no, you have to do it all over again. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> I was yeah, freaking out. Yeah, I, um, God, I love all the interviews. They're, they're just moments in every one that like just light me up. It was great catching up with Julie Fouché. You know, someone that has been a part of my journey um, through the whole thing. Um, you know, when we talked to Sean Woodland and we asked about his dogs and the LA Rams and he just lit up like a Christmas tree because it wasn't CrossFit. It was about stuff he loves outside of that. Um, How about you know, Dex? Dex Hopkins. I never laughed so hard with Dex Hopkins. Dex was the most He's fun great. interview because we were laughing nonstop from beginning to end. When his yeah. wife chucked the water bottle at him <laughs> out the, the patio window and he said, what's up with that, Dolan Ryan? <laughs> That yeah, was that, was, that was great. Um, gosh, and so I remember, 
remember Ryan Eldrod and he, he had never Zoomed before or something. It was like the first time he's, we're like in the middle of the pandemic, like two months in. And he's like, I've never used Zoom before. I was like, oh, and his phone overheated and he put us yeah. in the freezer. <laughs> he put his phone in the freezer to get us back. Oh, it was great. Um, yeah, so there's Buttery a lot bros. of fun stuff. What's that? The Buttery Bros being... Oh, Marston coming in 23 minutes late. <laughs> 23 yeah, minutes right. Because he's like, fixing a roof or something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just fixing forgot. a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Oh, Jesus. Good times, oh, good times. Yeah, so many, so many fun things. But really the most fun is when we just cut it up. And we have so many bloopers that people have never seen. And there are moments, and just relive a, relive a couple, when I told the world that I moved to Columbus to see the world, <laughs> what so in crazy. the world was I saying? <laughs> Who, what interview was that? Was that uh, Annika Greer? That was Greer? Annika Greer. Yeah. And then Amy's <laughs> famous one was from that one as well when she said... <laughs> oh, wait. As a teacher, as a coach, and as a person... As a person. <laughs> Like she had to qualify herself eight times. I'm like, really? Are you a person? And yeah, when Cat Cat wanted to send her the picture of her snatch to Coach Bergender. Coach B, yeah. Well, that's still gonna happen, so it's all good. Hey. And Charlie just, oh my gosh, when he when, when the when the poop incident <laughs> and the and the, became Lord of the Flies during the competi- the uh, quarantine yeah. Yeah. with his kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then his interview with you where he had to hide in the car. In the car. <laughs> right. Right now. That was what our first zoom. Right I was like, wait, we're gonna video this? Okay. That's great. Yeah, that was one of our first uh YouTube ones, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That and our, Amy's favorite, which was obviously Com Porter. Com Porter, yeah. That was good. Our first Zoom interview ever was was, was Con. Con. Yeah. yeah. And then we did Chris Spieler right after that. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty two, pretty good one-two punch. Yeah, that was. Okay, uh, I'm going to add that one to my list. Yeah, Spieler was one of my favorites. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And I could have talked to him for another hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. I, I'm was. sad that Amy's on vacation and doesn't get to participate in this. Uh, we know but, hers. But we'll, we'll, we'll do it at 75 or 100 and get her, get yeah. her take. She's, she's going to have the same answer anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Australia, Con Porter. Australia. Yep. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. So we want to remind everybody uh, that we have a whoop group. It Ooh. is Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. And you can join our group free of charge if you already have your whoop. And the code is COMM dash F46. A five E. Super easy to remember. Super easy. <laughs> I got it. C O M M dash F four six A five E. What we could also do is if people want to join the Whoop group and don't want to go through all that hassle, they can comment below with their username on Whoop and we can add them. Okay. Or do that. There you go. Full, full service. So, and we have uh, Tommy Marquez joined our whoop group. So you can compare your stats to him, see how sure you're is. doing. And, uh, you know, Kat and I are, are killing him. So you, you really want to strive for us, not him. <laughs> right. 
Um, so it's now time for a little more fun. Uh, so stupid question of the week time brought to you by, we wish we had a sponsor. <laughs> so what is your favorite pizza toppings? Cause that's something you hold, you hold dear and true. Like once you have your favorite topic, it, like I said, at 50 years old, like I don't change. It's the same every time. What's your go-to? Pepperoni, mushroom, extra cheese. Okay. I don't need that. You don't. You don't want to overcrowd the pizza. It's got to. You got to let it sing. It's got to just have a couple couple notes on it. You have what's a what's a pizza place in your area that you like to get these pizzas from? Uh, so my top two are is a place called Borgata. It's New York style. Uh, mm-hmm. Hand tossed, uh, you know, where the pizza isn't isn't perfectly circle circular because it actually is hand tossed. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. And is it like a thin they, crust? It's New Thin-ish. York. New York. Yeah. New York. Okay. And then my other one is uh, Hound Dogs, which is near Ohio State campus, and that 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 place actually get a different pizza. It it is actually. Uh, it is uh, pork, so it's like sausage, ham, and then sauerkraut. <laughs> and it is amazing. When someone first told me about it, I cringed. Yeah. Then I tasted it. Amazing. And it's barbecue like pork? What's that? Is it like barbecue pork or is it like vinegar pork, like Carolina it's, pork? So it's not pork. It's sausage and ham. Oh, sorry. Okay. So that's a jam. And then the sauerkraut, you don't really taste. It's more just a crunch. I would hope not. Okay. So it's great. Mr. Mr. Fruit and your ice cream. I gotcha. (laughs) See how it is. Like a pineapple (laughs) on a pizza? Is that where you're going down Uh, I would never put a pineapple on my pizza. All right. So my favorite pizza topping is green pepper, mushroom, and onion. Green yeah. peppers take over everything. Green peppers, Dominant. mushrooms, and onions. Yes. And I don't really have a favorite pizza joint. Like there's this one place called Chow Pizza. And it's not Chow like C-H-O-W. It's Chow like C-I-A-O, the Italian Chow. Yeah. Um, and it's very thin crust. Um, but yeah, it's a no fruit, no sauerkraut. So no fruit on your pizza, no fruit in your ice cream. Got it. Mm. I'm a fan of the uh, founder's favorite at Donato's. Oh my gosh. Yes, sir. You got a little. What's that? You got got a banana pepper. You've got sausage. You got pepperoni. You got ham. It's just a whole lot of everything on there. It's a thin crust. Like super thin. Super thin. But it's delicious. Awful thin. <laughs> Delicious. Wow. I mean, we're not all going out for pizza. That's for sure. <laughs> is it really a bad pizza? I mean, it is. True. Well, you know the old joke. You know, nope. pizza's like sex. When it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's oh a good one. Oh, my gosh. All right. So... 
I would pepperoni pizza, but it's got to be like thin and crispy, thin and crispy pepperoni. So that is like, that's, that's really good. So as, as a, yeah, but as <laughs> a go-to, it's usually in our house, it's either white clam and or margarita. Hmm. So the tomato basil. Is that, um, are you making that yourself when you say in my, in your house? Or in you my house. Ordering? That's, we, we actually had pizza two nights ago. Um, and one, we had a margarita and we had a white clam. Um, and so. White clam is in like real ocean clams. It's clams with bacon and it's a white pie. No, no, no sauce. I've um, never had that, but that sounds amazing. It's really, really good. So bacon, white clam, uh, clam, cheese, mozz, and no sauce. Um, and the garlic, place to garlic get and butter. And, oh, sure, garlic on yeah, it, like okay. crazy. Um, and uh, the place to get it is the best pizza in the world at Pepe's in New Haven. So New Haven style pizza is way better than that New York stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we 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 live a little too far away to do the um to go down to Pape's too much um but we will tra- travel down there and get it bring it back out about 20 minutes Sounds good. Sounds um great. but otherwise we just have a place here in town that's uh called Amato's which makes New Haven style pizza um so yeah but white clam or margarita but if it's going to be pepperoni it's, it needs to be Small, round, thin pieces and crispy on them. So you get a little crunch. Where, where it curls up. Yes. Yeah. Little, almost. Scott, Scott gets his crunch from sauerkraut. So we're good. You know, he doesn't need Hey, listen, yet. I love sauerkraut. So <laughs> kimchi? No. no. Oh, like pickle yeah. anything. No. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But I am intrigued Sorry. by the pep. Uh, what you put the banana peppers on the pizza? That. Hmm, I have to try that someday. Yeah, if my wife makes the order, we have banana peppers on the pizza. Delicious. <laughs> it's not had... bad. Go ahead, Scott. It's not bad. It's just sometimes the, the dill flavor kind of takes over. Mm. But So have you ever had mashed potato on pizza? Mm. I have once at uh, Chicago. There's a place called is it Chicago Pizzeria Uno, maybe. Uh-huh. I had it in Pittsburgh. Of course you had it in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They called it a pierogi pizza. Have you guys ever seen, there's a place like in North Jersey, it's called Bruno's Pizza and Bagels. And they make all kinds of pizzas, like hamburgers with sweet potato fries. They make like a grilled cheese pizza. They have like full course, like meatloaf and green beans on a pizza, like all this crazy stuff. And then they make these dessert pizzas that are like, um, you know, like fruity pebbles with like a chocolate sauce, like a white chocolate sauce. And then they'll do like a Nutella with bananas, like any kind of dessert pizza you could think of. Plus any, you put any like sandwich or meal on a pizza, they have it. I follow them on Facebook just for like disgusting, gross ideas. Chris and I, every once in a while, we're like, we're, we're taking a road trip just once. We're going to get like this obnoxious pizza, dessert and everything. That's like no. Jenny's doing like green bean ice cream or some weird, that's too much. That's just, 
Jenny's. That's I gotta try Jenny's. I've never had Jenny's ice cream. It's really good. Yeah. You like green bean ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> they have like the lavender, whatever. Yeah, I can't do that either. Peas ice cream. Too much like fruit. Their brambleberry crunch is freaking amazing. But that is fruit and ice cream. Yeah, what the hell is a brambleberry? I don't know. Like it's good. <laughs> Whatever it is. And their 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 ice cream's creamy, like real creamy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, next I, next stupid question. If you had the guts, what would your karaoke go to song be? Okay, so I've actually done a lot of karaoke. Um, that does not surprise me. And I have a very low singing voice. Like I'm definitely not a soprano. I'm an alto. Um, so there's only certain songs. you say Johnny Cash. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one song, and this is like from maybe the 90s. It's called Stay by Lisa Loeb. Does anyone know that song? Yep. Mm-hmm. I can rock that song in karaoke. Yes. And then any Indigo Girl song I can probably do. And then there's there's one song with like Cheryl Crow and it's a duet. Cheryl Crow and uh, who's the weird? Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Yeah, that song. Picture. Catch your picture today or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I can sing that one too. I can sing both parts of that one. So yeah, I've done some karaoke in my day. Well, I can't sing for, can I say it on? on this I, sure. yeah, you can say I can't sing for shit <laughs> so yeah no but <laughs> if if I could sing it and I would sing something like Aretha Franklin mm. would be my thing and that and what comes to mind is her song with George Michael I knew you were waiting for me Ooh. um but uh yeah no I you know Every once in a while coaching, somebody will go, could you please change the music? Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, once I start coaching, I don't, you know, but they go like, oh, she doesn't know how to play music either. So anyhow, yeah. That's funny. It's the difference between soprano and what was the other one you said? Alto. 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 I know about alto ski area, but I don't know about alto <laughs> singing. So there you go. Charlie. Charlie, I bet you can carry a tune. Um, my mom says I can, so that has to be true. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably have to start off with Prince and maybe slide into a little, uh, depending on you know how, what type of adult beverages are happening there. You know, if it's if we need to go a little upbeat, we'll go. It's always a crowd favorite to hit a little vanilla ice and a little uh, uh, little journey, but you know we we could hit all the boundaries up if we need to. Okay. <laughs> what do you got, Scott? I, I don't. I did not expect Charlie to say journey. I don't know. I <laughs> you know, listen. I, I do not see Steve Perry's voice coming out of you, but hey. <laughs> So here's another, I guess, guilty pleasure secret coming out. I, I used to be a karaoke junkie. Oh, like, look at that. Serious mm-hmm. junkie. Um, and 
back in 1988, I was actually in a band. Shut up. Um, yeah. Wow. So for me, uh, actually, I my go-to is Prince. Because uh, I like to surprise people by hitting the high notes, being a You have like scale. a good falsetto? Yeah. Nice. I've done Frankie Valley. I've done, you know, uh, Staying Alive. Okay. All that kind now of stuff. I, now um, I know what we're doing when I take my road trip. And then um, like Goo Goo Dolls, I can kind of hit, that's kind of my range. Um, but my friends and I used to play this thing called kamikaze karaoke where your friend puts in a, a song and you don't know what it is until you get up on the stage and you have to sing it and you have to sing it. Love it. Oh, we have to do that. So it is, uh, I'll, I'll try anything, but Prince Wait, so is my go-to there. There might even be evidence of a Prince number somewhere floating on a, a disc drive somewhere. Nice. Let's talk about this band. Can we can we get a little more information on the band thing, please? Uh, so it was a it was 1988. Okay. Uh, the height of the hairband era. I had I was rocking a mullet that had been recently permed, <laughs> and uh, the name of the band was the Tornados. Interesting. Yeah. And what function did you play in this band? I was the lead singer. No. Yeah. I love it. Do we have uh, photographic evidence of any of this happening? Uh, well, when the documentary guy was here, the, the perm photos came back. Really? Uh, yeah. All right. Can't wait to see this come out. We got we to gotta get your mom on here and sort of verify all this information. This is so cool. So my mom, this was when I was in college. Um, okay. She never saw the band. She's seen me sing. I've done a lot of singing. Like, So my mom's a singer and they would have shows and stuff. And so, so they had a talent show one time and I sang in that. Have like, you ever sung the tunes. national anthem anywhere? I have done the national anthem later mm. in life. That actually yeah. was just like five years ago. Okay. I sing that in my car. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always afraid I'm going to screw it up every time I do it. Oh, I'm sure. It's a hard song to sing. It's I more have to like, start so low to be able to do it. There's a point where it, it, you can get into a loop. because. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And it, I'm always and you start repeating yourself and you don't move on. Yeah. Right. That's so funny. I love it. Cool. All right. We're singing next time we get together. All right. So let's finish this thing up. Um, so everybody can get to bed tonight. And uh, <laughs> what is the best thing you saw on the internet this week? Can you hear me? I yes. can. Okay. I'm going to go before I, I'm gone. It's apparently I'm freezing. but uh, So I was watching a thing from a girl. Her site is called WooLift. It's WU lift and she is an Olympic lifting coach and she broke down the clean event from the 19 games um, and I think I think we lost Charlie he is and totally I think frozen. it was amazing 
I just wrote that down. Wu Lift. Diane, you were shaking your head. Are you familiar yeah. with that person? Oh, yeah. Eileen Wu was um, Coach Bergner's uh, model um, at my Olympic lifting course. So oh, okay. he came to CrossFit Milford and, um, and Eileen Wu, who we all call, you know, said you're Wu. Um, she was the model. So I got a lot of video of it, of her going through all of this. And he must have, I'm going to say must have given her a blessing to start Wu Lift. And so now she coaches, you know, she coaches and then now Sage is with his, uh, Mike Bergner's coach is uh, now with him and they travel together to, well, when it's not COVID times. Um, but, oh, so uh, is that how Sage became his, his person? Because right, yeah, Sage be is this his other daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming that he, she must have, you know, they must have sp split, uh, mm -hmm. split up. And I'm assuming he gave the blessing for her to start her own thing. And cool. uh, so, um, but yeah. And you were talking about, you wanted Coach Bergner to watch your video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Send him your video. Absolutely. Oh, I, oh, I plan to. For yeah, sure. no, definitely do it because he's like told everybody for two days, send me your videos because the boss doesn't ever, ever like tell me to stop looking at videos. That's awesome. Like, yeah. He otherwise, seems like such a good guy. The best. He's the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's phenomenal because she would walk around, you know, because it was so big, there were so many and she would walk around coaching us. Mm -hmm. through it which was fabulous very cool so yeah yeah so she's Diane, done did, that. Did you have she's done a couple of series of that uh where she did the the first couple rounds of the clean event which i saw maybe six eight weeks ago now okay. she's doing the finals oh nice and she yeah, in my it? opinion is much more brutal than coach than B. coach b <laughs> coach b is funny yeah she is ruthless I love it. Now, is this on Instagram or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. I have to check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. The one that just came out this week is Scott and Matt. It's just them finishing oh. up the event. Okay. Check All right. Out. So my favorite thing, um, I've, I'm still spending hours and hours on TikTok, which I shouldn't be, but um, I found this guy, his his tag name on, on TikTok is called face only a mother could love. It's all one word face only a mother could love. Mm -hmm. And he is a very scary black man who all he does is scream at the, at the camera, positive thoughts. Like he looks so intimidating and he'll say things like, you need to be reminded that somebody loves you. And if you haven't been told today, I love you. And it's like this weird dichotomy of, you know, this visual that you see and this sort of energy that he gives and it's all positive in every single one of his videos. There's one on like suicide prevention. There's one on, you know, just like self care and, and everything. And he's the most uplifting character I've ever seen on TikTok. Wow. And mm -hmm. I'm like obsessed with him now. So Face only a mother could love. Check it out. You'll be uh, inspired. Oh, look at that. That's great. Do you have one, Diane? Or? Uh, uh, love, love, 
watching Allison Holker and Twitch, who is Ellen DeGeneres' DJ, and he was on Dancing with Your... No, uh, So You Think You Can Dance. But she's a creator of it. And every day at 9 a.m. West Coast time, I guess, and it's noon here on the East Coast, they dance. And it's just... I just like, I could just sit there and watch it. I just- Is this on TikTok? Do they do a lot no, on TikTok? No, it's not. Or? They go they go on uh, Instagram Live. Instagram, okay. Instagram Live. And I, what I don't know is they do it every day. So how do they learn the choreography? And then sometimes the kids are in there. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're, you know, it's, but the love that you see, well, the love that I believe, that they portray that I see is yeah. just so amazing. That's very cool. Um, they, they do have a thing. they do have a TikTok channel as well. Oh uh, yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, I TikTok. um I subscribe to that one because it is, it they, it is unbelievable. I wish I could. I just wish I had a, just this much rhythm in my body to. <laughs> I got it to move a barbell. There you I go. Mean, hey. I, I have some rhythm to move the barbell, but I really just wish that I could move like they do. They're unbelievable. Yeah, that's cool. So, so I have two because my first one's really heavy and I need something light to, to end the show on. Okay. Uh, so I watched athlete a on Netflix. Mm, so good. Such a fantastic documentary, but man, I want to hurt people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind that we allowed things like that to happen under our noses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and thing that really like impacted me is the Carrie Strug thing. You know, we were so happy that we won the gold that we kind of put it out of our minds that we forced this little girl to do a vault on a leg that she could barely stand on. Yeah. Yeah. And after watching that to know that like to realize she didn't have a choice. The, no, coaches were gonna ma- the coaches were going to yeah. make her do She wasn't going to let them down. Yeah. So that, um, so for people who don't know, it is about the USA Gymnastics, um, Larry Nasser, <laughs> Larry Nasser, a sexual, harass- sexual assault case um, with the hundreds and hundreds of girls that came forward. Um, and the, the kind of the thread through it is athlete A, the one who came forward first. And they just kind of follow her through, through this and then bring the other athletes in as they kind of come forward. And, and I think the thing that, that was most, most impactful for me is these girls trusted that doctor so much that they didn't even realize that they were being sexually assaulted. Yeah. They didn't know that what was happening to them was wrong. And until someone stood up and said, hey, this is wrong. And that's why there were hundreds that then came forward because they didn't know any better. Well, and yeah, yeah. Or they, or they knew and they just, they weren't willing to give up what they had for that. I mean, I know growing up as a, as a dancer and like, you know, thank God, nothing like that even close happened, but I can completely see how it could right? In the environment that you're in. I mean, I had some male dance teachers that treated us like crap, 
you know, and yelled at us and called us little shits and, you know, like had no respect for us. But we like, we're so disappointed in ourselves for disappointing him and we were just being kids, you know? So I get that mentality of, you know, not wanting to say anything or, you know, not wanting to cause waves because this is your future. And, and even for ballet, there wasn't like the Olympics to come to. So like for these gymnasts, the, the stakes were so much higher. Yeah. So definitely it's worth crazy. the watch, but you were, you're going to leave it angry. Yeah. Um, and very powerful. And then to, to finish lighthearted, because I don't want to finish on that heavy note, is one of my favorite shows came back to Netflix. I am so pumped. If you were not a fan of Supermarket Sweep, <laughs> it, it still holds up today. Still, I, I watched five episodes yesterday. Are they newly recorded or it's old reruns? Oh, they're the old reruns. Oh, okay. Oh, it I is, it is the big hair, the big baggy sweaters, uh, the, the knit <laughs> pants. It is the pleated pants on the men, like all glorious 80s and early 90s. Um, oh, that's so funny. Supermarket Sweep. Just remember when you hear the beep, beep, beep. <laughs> think of the fun you can have on Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. sweep. <laughs> Love it. So funny. That's amazing. So I, I actually binge watched five episodes yesterday. It was glorious. <laughs> and some of the products that don't even exist anymore. Right, right. You know, it, it was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, Netflix has brought it back, and you can you can binge watch uh, Supermarket Sweep. So, check it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Yep. And uh, leave a comment. Uh, you know, we have fifty episodes. We want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think? What do you want? You know, we want to do what you guys as listeners want us to do. Uh, we have some big plans. Kat and I have been working the phones feverishly today. Uh, we've got yeah. some really cool stuff coming up and uh, we're still working some more. We're trying to get a big, big chunk done here in the next couple weeks uh, so that we have a lot of content for the next couple months. Uh, and be with awesome. that being said, thank you very much, Diane, for joining us tonight and uh, jumping on the, on the show. We Thanks loved having, having you and loved having your insight. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. And so we'll see you guys next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. See ya. Bye. Yay. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.